Hey everyone. <laughs> hey. Hi. Welcome back to another episode. <laughs> yes. Uh welcome to the Black Wedding Podcast. By he who I do. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And we have a special guest on today's episode. Guest, introduce yourself. My name is Tiffany. Um, however, I do have something behind my name. My name is Tiffany Event Planner with Bird of Paradise Events in Baltimore, Maryland. Nice. Thank you so much for joining us on this lovely Wednesday evening. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Um, so how has your day been? I open that to both of you. <laughs> <laughs> my day has been good. I am coming off of September mayhem, so I'm just decompressing. Um and with it being October the second, I'm just you know trying to rest and relax. So is October a slower period than September in Baltimore? Uh, in my mind, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but as I'm looking at the calendar and thinking of things, it, it it's just slightly slower than September was. Okay, makes sense. And you got to capitalize wherever you can. Very yeah, exactly. true. Get your rest <laughs> and recharge. Mm -hmm. How about you, Tania? Today was actually a good slow day and I may have a new opportunity, you know, coming my way. So I'm excited about that. Okay. You, you know, have to tell me about that. Yes, yes, yes. And so that was pretty much the highlight of my day. But other than that, today was pretty good. I can't complain. Awesome. Mm -hmm. How same. about yours? I'm pretty much the same. Uh, it was busy, but productive i'm taking uh the next two days off but whenever i take time off i'm never really taking time off because i'm still <laughs> kind of working and doing stuff because stuff always needs to get done of course um even though my boss told me like you don't have to work over the weekend or work on your time off and i'm thinking yeah but i kind of want to be ahead of some stuff mm -hmm. when i come back on monday so yeah We'll see how it goes, but I'm looking forward to the next few days, a little bit of relaxation, enjoying the good people mm -hmm. at our bridal party fall function, um, where we're basically just treating um, those that are in our bridal party or closely associated with the wedding um, to some food and some drinks. And so that they all are aware of who each other is mm -hmm. before the wedding, which is almost a year away. Woohoo! Oh, I get excited about weddings. Sorry. Yay! <laughs> of course. As you should. Yes, as you should. As you should. Yes. <laughs> so let's get into everything about Bird of Paradise. Wait, but we didn't talk about. Um, your wedding, like what's going on like with the planning and stuff. I just mentioned that we got the thing coming up. Oh, I thought you had more things on your plate. My, my bad. Nope, my bad. still tasting, still looking for a makeup artist. Gotcha. It, it, that won't be over until I imagine November. We're close, though, I think, to the caterer, so. Gotcha. Well, I guess we can We'll talk. revisit that in like two weeks. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, we can talk more about that with Tiffany. I was getting ready to say, well, I'm looking forward to hearing about it throughout the <laughs> course of this conversation. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And also meant to tell you, if at any point you have a question, you want to comment, you want to say something, feel free. Okay. 
Thank you. So, you're welcome. This is a conversation more than just an interview. <laughs> All right, Tania, take it away. All right. Oh, so we're starting from the very beginning. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Tiffany, so what were you doing before you started wedding planning? So, well, <laughs> way, way back then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as far as you want to go back, you know, we're not trying to get, you know, in so, um, in all your business, but. <laughs> so I, I'm in my 11th year of wedding planning. Oh, wow. Um, so Bird of Paradise events turned 10 last year. So I am in my 11th year. I, I have about 15 to 20 years experience in being the executive assistant or admin assistant to presidents, CEOs, and things like that, which kind of gave me the footing for being the wedding planner and event planner that I am. Um, so that's kind of my background, you know, even it was even through my business as well. Um, so, nice. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Easy transition then. Very, very. Okay. So how many weddings or wedding related events have you done this year? This year to date, I am probably at about uh, 15. Probably okay. about okay. 15. It's a good number. It mm-hmm. is. It is. Um, I made some changes in my business structure um, probably about two years ago. Um, So therefore, about two years ago, I was somewhere between 20 to 25, including a church that I also manage their, all of their weddings um, and wedding related events on site. So including them, I was somewhere in that 20 to 25 range. But then I kind of changed some business structures uh, which mm-hmm. has been working well, which I love so much. Good. Very good. Okay, so this is a question that I've had. I'm sure Tania might have had. Um, yeah. I know some people I've been talking to recently, is you know, they've asked the same question. So can you break down the difference between an event person or an event designer and a wedding planner? Yes. Let's do that. <laughs> So a wedding planner is the person who is going to work with you and your fiance and your family, et cetera, together as you are moving along, planning your wedding. And they will also have more concentration on the logistics and the movements of things um, and the timing, you know, things like that. An event designer is just that. They design the event. So they won't be the person that will put a wedding day timeline together for you or when your photographer arrives or when the caterer arrives, when the chairs come, when the tables come, things like that. They are going to design your, you know, what your room is going to look like. They are going to work on your centerpieces, all of that pretty stuff. So to me, when you say designer, then in air quotes, should be pretty things. <laughs> they are going to make sure that everything is pretty. You shouldn't expect an event designer to manage your time of the day because they are concentrating on things being pretty. That gotcha. makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Now, as as a planner, if you have a planner the entire time or 
somewhere along the line, you get overwhelmed and you say, oh, it's time for me to hire a planner. This is it. Um, and then you still need help pulling your vision together. A planner can also be a part of the design process, but a planner shouldn't be the designer because they need to make things pretty. <laughs> gotcha. So essentially you're hiring two people. Yeah. To an extent, yes. Okay. Yes. So a floral designer can be called an event designer as well. You know, so it, it's all dependent on the person. But I personally, in my professional opinion, do not think wedding planner and event designer are one person in itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes so much sense. And I actually just had that conversation with a local friend of the show, Sherlyn, mm-hmm. um, who recently got engaged. Uh, Tania grew up with her. I used to work with her. But we were talking about the difference between a florist and an event designer. And she was trying to figure out where they one in the same. And I was explaining like, yeah, they are. I there are that. some that are just, you know, strictly florist and don't do events. But for the most part, your event designer should be also your florist um maybe maybe not okay but i didn't know i mean right before well i started planning before we got engaged but i didn't know that they were basically the same so when i met with my florist i was thinking okay so now i need to find an event person and she's like no i do that Mm -hmm. it's all me but I didn't know that that was even... Gotcha, because I'm over here thinking that she's just going to be doing the floral for right. the, you know, for like the Like the centerpieces and yeah. installments. And, right, so... Interesting. Yeah, okay, okay. We derailed a little. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. So, what is the difference between a month of coordinator and a full planner? What? What that? That's super easy. Well, I mean, <laughs> so, so one, thank you so much for using the words month of instead of day of. I really appreciate that as a professional. <laughs> no problem. Because I think that's rude to even try to bring somebody in that late in the game to try to. Uh-uh. Well, no, it doesn't exist. But, you know, we still have to educate people on, you know, day of coordinated doesn't just mean I show up on a day. Um, so. Some people still use that term, but you have to educate that it really means month of. So we are mm-hmm. going back to, you know, um, we're going back to A, where we have to start from A to explain to Z. But thank you so much for using month of. Um, no so month of coordinator. So definitely month of coordinator and full planning are totally different. So month of, and it, mean, and it means different things for different planners. Um, okay. You know, everyone is different. It depends on how long you've been here, how much experience you have, if you know how much um, education you have, how long your business has been established. But a month of coordinator normally comes in around about that six week mark, and kind of maybe will you know uh, cross the T's and dot all the I's. Okay. Um, just to give the bride, the groom some downtime. They plan the wedding all of this time. So they, it just really is to, you know, give them some downtime and give them 
the ability to relax um, for the remaining of the time. And then on wedding day, they are there, you know, to run the wedding. Full planning is totally different. That's literally from start to start to end. Um, everything in the kitchen sink. Uh, so my full planning will start if a bride doesn't have a venue. And if a bride doesn't have a venue, you don't even have a wedding date. That's the start of full planning. You don't even have a date. Now, some people think they have a date. <laughs> Without a venue, you don't have nothing. No venue, no date. But you don't know how many times I have to say that. You know, people will be like, oh, my wedding is June 20 of 2020. No, well, what's the venue? I don't have one yet. Then we don't have a date. <laughs> so, you know, that's the start of full planning. Um, and then we put everything in place from there. And none of my full planning wedding, nothing happens without me being a part of it. I love that. Yeah. I love that. When I was looking for a planner, I reached out to someone only because I saw through, after I booked the venue, I was looking up photography at the venue because Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to see the different shots and styles and all of that. And so I saw this one planner and I thought, oh, this looks good. Okay, let me reach out to her. And she's like, sorry, you essentially cannot book me until you have booked your venue. And I was thinking, well, I mean, what if I don't pick this venue, but I still want, like, I still need your help. Yeah. And I've seen since then a lot more planners are offering that full on, like, okay, day one, where or no, day zero, you have nothing I will help you with it all, you know, Mm -hmm. in terms of figuring out your venue, figuring out your photographer, videographer, any vendor you need, Mm -hmm. I will be there. But I thought it was interesting that she's pretty much there for you after you have already taken, like, you know, gotten through that one major hurdle. Because like you said, that's your date. You don't have a date without a venue. Mm -hmm. And and truthfully, that may be along the lines of, her business practices. That may be where she starts. So some planners are, they offer full planning, partial planning, and not month of. Some planners offer um, partial planning and month of. And then some are maybe boutique where they only offer month of. So it all depends on where they are in their business, the services that they offer, offer because it's their, it's our comfortability. So I uh-huh. have planners in my community, in my circle, who they already know they don't want to do full planning. They don't want to go to all these venues and, you know, make all these appointments with brides. So that could be the same thing with that type of planner. She may not want to start at zero. She might want to start at 10. Okay, you got some things done? Now let's hit the ground running. You know, okay. you know? Gotcha. And, and that's something to respect because you don't want someone to just be like, Oh, yeah, I'll I'll take you on. Okay. And that's not what their comfortability is or their strong, you know, their strengths. Yeah. Because that might even show up Mm -hmm. somewhere during that process. Yeah. This is supposed to be a happy, joyful process, all that good stuff. Correct. That makes sense. I never I never thought about it that way. You never want to fire your planner in like in the middle of things. (laughs) You better read that contract before you think about firing anybody (laughs) understandable but you know but i'm pretty sure it happens oh i'm sure yeah 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 Mm -hmm. okay 
So when and why should a bride book a planner, whether it's month of coordinator or actually a full planner? So let's start with the when. I'm going to say the when is going to be immediately. Okay. Um, And I'm going to say that because I've been on the end of all spectrums. Um, That's brides who had a planner um, from the start. That's bride who got a planner in the middle and a bride who may have gotten a, who gotten a planner at the end. Um, And I really, I always tell brides uh, and I tell other planners um, and I share this with vendors that we are, we pay for ourselves times two, maybe three, just uh, for the ease along the way. But if you have a planner who has knowledge um, in reference to vendors and the process, then you are less stressed. Your fiance at home is less stressed. Mm -hmm. You have someone to bounce these questions, these ideas, the concerns off of, um, as opposed to just freaking out and you stressed out your home life. Um, But not only that, we have connections with people, places, and things, you know, that you won't have. So for mm-hmm. example, I can take a bride to a venue and they can say, oh, she's a preferred vendor. So now you've say you've gotten 10% off of your wedding. So I always tell people that, you know, hiring a planner from the start it is so beneficial for so many reasons, because we have so many connections. We have so many relationships. Uh, we've, we've seen so many things that mm-hmm. we, we can foresee before it actually happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, if you plan your wedding, like I've done, I don't do month of as much as I used to, but I used to do, I think one season I did so many month of weddings, month of coordination. And it was a crisis every time I was hired. Like there was some type of crisis where I had to go fix so many things. I was like, I could have saved you so much money. Like we would not be going through this, you know? Mm-hmm. And then there's, depending on the clients, there's family members who may have had a bad experience when they plan their wedding. And they are very quick to say, no, hire a planner. Like, I've been through this, so hire a planner. I can say these things because I'm a planner, but I can also say it because I've experienced them all because I'm a planner. Like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Gotcha. That's good. You would want a planner that is more experienced and knows the highs and the lows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I always say I have so many stories. It's crazy. <laughs> but they're, <that's>, they're, <laughs> they all have happy endings, but <laughs> yeah. like, you know, people always like, why do I want to hire a plan? I don't want to spend the money. Why don't you know? Why don't you? Seriously, I was talking to my boss about that. He's currently planning his son's bar mitzvah, which is next year. Um, so a lot of similarities because he has to find a venue and a caterer and all of those things. Mm-hmm. But we're both saying that you need a planner. <laughs> like if you have a full time job, you might as well just figure out a way to make that investment happen because it will save you so much because mm-hmm. this isn't your arena. You don't do this every day. Yeah. Exactly. You do something else. Let a professional who is well versed in this space do this. So transitioning to the next question. Um, 
So I really don't think, because I know for myself, even when I think of just the little stuff, my planner, not to say little, the stuff I throw at my planner, um, I don't think that brides consider everything the planner has to do to make, you know, our day the day that we've dreamt about or whatever. So can you kind of give us kind of a play-by-play of, say, 72 hours leading up to a wedding, like what you're doing, the calls you're making, the people you're engaging with, the places you have to go to? Like, just give us the 72 hours before. Ooh, 72 hours. So... Um, so for example, if I have planned, if I've done full planning, which is zero to 10, so start to finish, uh, one, everyone who is involved in the wedding, all the vendors, they know me. Um, we have, you know, had some kind of connection. We've had communications, um, things like that. So it's very easy, uh, for me to, communicate and if there's any you know things that are happening for to make those things happen so basically in that 72 hour window what is going on is you're dealing with a bride probably not so much the groom um the bride's mom in last minute things that need to be done um somebody may have forgotten some things we're dealing with guest changes that may or may not happen, can or cannot happen. Um, we are dealing with the um, denials, the hard no's. Um, I'm communicating with um, different vendors, most likely photographers, um, DJs, um, you know, the venue, things like that. Um, my plan and my timeline is already in place, uh, which should have been in place somewhere along the 21 days to 14 days, but we're dealing with, you know, any last minute changes. I send out an email um, 48 hours ahead of time um, just to kind of reiterate my contact information. Please don't send me an email as of 48 hours. If anybody needs to reach me, they need to reach me by phone or text. Um, You know, I'm asking anyone if they have any questions. I'm dealing with a bride and family with rehearsal. Uh, we're making any kind of last minute changes that need to be made. Um, of course, if rehearsal is at the venue, we're kind of talking about how things are going to flow the next day. And then up until, and then on wedding day, we are in it to win it for about 10 hours. So what no one understands is that for brides and grooms and family and guests, wedding day is really, really fast. It feels like you probably have five hours, maybe six hours um, from ceremony to reception, but it feels like three. But for us, it's literally probably about 10. Um, and a good, uh, right, a good planner, experienced planner, you know, will be on site start to finish to make sure that everything is running how it's been planned for the last 10 to 12 months. Um, so that 72 hour window is crucial. Um, it's crucial for a planner to be present, be present and available because it can cause so many things if if you're not. You know, we're dealing with emotions with brides, moms. Uh, I've been through it all. So I know 
you know, and I can share that 72 hours, you need to be present, available, caring, you know, for anything that's ready to come your way and plan and proceed whatever's coming. Gotcha. Did I answer? That was a lot. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You definitely answered that. <laughs> that was perfect. That yes. was a lot. Sorry. No, that was good. <laughs> and so who do you answer to? The bride or her parents or whoever is paying? Oh, so I go through this a lot. Um, and I go through it because I understand it. Mm-hmm. So the bride's parents aren't always paying these days. Um, because we are in a different time where, you know, bride and groom, sometimes they pay for their own weddings. Um, yeah. you know, there might be family issues, whatever the case may be. However, they're still parents. Um, and what, no matter what contribution they've made, their child is still getting married. So um, they are just as important as the bride and groom. And you, we should treat them that way. Uh, what I learned is that Again, there's a lot of emotions, you know, and you just have to be ready to deal with everything that's going to come. And just because the parents didn't pay for it does not mean we don't listen to them. We don't accommodate them. We don't make them feel like they're not important. You know, that that thing of parents paying for the wedding has gone out the window. At least for me, it has. Um, I don't treat them any different if they paid or if they didn't pay. Because they are going to be just as happy and thankful that their children were taken care of as if they did pay for it. Okay. And so what conversations should the bride and groom have with their family before planning begins? <laughs> there is, it's very, very creative. Okay. <laughs> it is. So I have to give my clients, I have to give my clients, you know, tell them, give somebody a project have a conversation with them. Oh, mom wants to do this? Yes, let's give her this project. Let's invite her to this meeting. You know, they they want to be involved. They need to have mm-hmm. a part to play. So we just have to have creative conversations, have creative projects for them because they want to be involved. Just like you have been planning your wedding all of your life, so has your mom. Makes sense. It does. I didn't think about that either. Yeah. Yeah, so they just need projects. Even I mean, oh, Groom's moms? <laughs> really? Groom's moms? You have to think their son is is just, you know, they're marrying off their son. Groom's yeah. mom? The namesake. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I feel like... like you- I want to know, like, who... I don't want to say the worst, because I, I feel like that's a bad word. But, you know, who's the most dramatic? The... The bride's mom or the groom's mom? It, Probably it, the bride. It depends on the relationship that they have with their child. That's true. Okay. If you have a parent who's like, their child's been giving them hell all their life, they're like, we're marrying them off. Tip, I won't have a problem with them at all. The whole wedding. But yeah. If you have that, you know, parent who has that, you know, that's their baby and they have a strong relationship. They're going to be like, Tiffany, you know, please make sure that we start on time. Make sure that, no, she wants the table set like this, you know. And those are the ones that we have to be attentive to. Gotcha. Oh, you giving us all this stuff we ain't never, ever <laughs> considered. Yes. <laughs> okay. So what are some of the biggest misconceptions you've noticed within either couples or their parents um, when it comes to the wedding planning process? One, first one is probably how much everything costs. <laughs> 
Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's the number one. People always say, no, I don't have a budget. He didn't give me a budget. I'm good. Everybody has a budget. And what my advice is always, I need you to go on to one of these lovely wedding websites. Um, they have the budget creators for you. When you put your information in, how many guests, etc., it will break a budget down for you in every wedding category. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that visually, that gives you a visual of numbers. So now you know photography is 4500 Now you know a cake can possibly cost you 800 You know, mm-hmm. so those are, you know, that's almost the number one thing is, you know, the cost of a wedding or the cost of things that are wedding related. Um, that is normally um, the shocker. Um, the other thing is so many options. You know, there's so many photographers. There's so many event designers. There's so many planners. And clients are basically, they're in search of, but unless you, like, how do you pick someone that you don't know? Yeah. How do you pick someone that you're just, looking maybe at their work. You don't know them as a person. You right. know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell people all the time when I sit down with them, I say, you have to like me because for the next 10 to 12 months, I basically become your best friend. And outside of a photographer on wedding day, me and a photographer and I, we're in your face pretty much all day. So if you yeah. hire me, you have to like me. Um, so that's why we do these face-to-face consults because something you know, in my personality should make you want to hire me or just, you're just not reading all of my reviews saying, Hey, okay, well, this is great. But what if our personalities don't mix? Like we are literally 10 to 12 months together, you know, every appointment we're texting, we're emailing, we're talking. So we have to share laughs. You, you may get mad at me because I say, no, we can't hang Christmas lights from the, from the ceiling, you know? (laughs) you know so you have to you know you have to have some kind of connection with the vendors that you will be in their space and that's just you know how I feel about that and I think that those are the hard things for clients is that there there's so many options and did I get the the whole question oh yeah yeah oh you're you're killing them yes (laughs) yes Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm not even engaged yet, but you over here, like, you know, educating me on everything, you know? So, yes. Okay. So, how do you or your team handle misfires on the wedding day? Oh, that's easy. No, it's not. It's not really. I was going to say, really? <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> uh, what, what kind of misfires? <laughs> I've had all, had all types. But um, basically, it is knowing who your strong person is, Mm -hmm. knowing who your strong person is, who your go-to person is. And if you can hide it without the bride knowing or without, you know, and being able to fix it, crisis Mm -hmm. management, damage control, then that happens. But if it's something that cannot be, you know, fixed or, you know, something like that, then you have to know your person, uh, which could be mom, which could be dad, 
Um, it could be aunt, but you have to know who your person is. Um, so that's, that's how that goes. Like by all means necessary, we try to bring nothing to clients on, you know, on wedding day. But okay. if we have to bring it to anyone, it's going to be a person that can damage control or make a decision um, without them, without the clients knowing. Makes sense. Good stuff. Okay. So kind of switching gears a little bit. Ooh. Do you manage the couple's wedding website? No. That's all of them. <laughs> Did I say that fast enough? Did I say that fast enough? <laughs> she was like, nah. And that's all we needed. Right. But but you want me to tell you why? Mm-hmm. Because we have other things to do. That's real. We do. Makes sense. And that, I mean, is it's really like a frivolous thing mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of all the wedding planning. It's just a cute thing for the couple. I, yeah. am, I am all open to you guys having a wedding website. Yay! Send me the link. <laughs> <laughs> but I will not. <laughs> I have to manage my own website. Right. My own website. I have two Instagram pages, two Facebook pages, a Pinterest. No. <laughs> like, I don't have time for this. Yes. <laughs> That was that was a fun question, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Wanted to break it up a little bit. <laughs> okay, so do planners handle the send of save the dates and RSVPs? Like the invites and stuff. So we can. Okay. So that 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 we can. I mean, sending save the dates is um, that's nothing really because we're not, mm-hmm. no one's expecting, no one's sending anything back. So that's really just mailing something. So that's an administrative thing. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, for myself personally, in reference to RSVP management, that's what we call it. Uh, one, we're going to charge extra for it. That's one. Two, um, it's special. I, Me personally, I do it for special circumstances. Mm-hmm. So I do it if I, if I have a bride here. And her parents live out of state. So she has a, she doesn't have a support system here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Or I do it if I have a client that is very, you know, that's busy in their professional life. However, um, in doing RSVP management, the client still has to circle back and still go over their list. Mm-hmm. You, they still have to call people who have not RSVP. That is an absolute must because just because you don't get an RSVP doesn't mean the person isn't coming. So, you know, it. yes, we can do it to answer your question. However, the clients still have to do work because we can't call on Josephine and say, hey, we didn't get your RSVP. <laughs> she going to say, who are you? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and how'd you get my number? Exactly. Right. exactly. So if she still, answers. Right. So the clients still have to do some work. So sometimes once you tell them that, it's very easy to say, oh, can you do our RSVP management? Yes, I can. However, <laughs> this is what it's going to cost you. And this is what you have to still do. So then it just becomes, well, if you might, you know, let me keep this task. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what should a bride with a coordinator or a planner do the week leading up to her wedding? Make sure. So the bride should make sure the coordinator has everything. Um, the coordinator 
should be communicating with the bride, you know, for any, you know, crossing the T's and dotting the I's. Mm-hmm. The bride should hopefully be relaxing. Hopefully she doesn't have too many tasks, meaning floor plans. Are, I mean, the table assignments are done. People are not calling the bride Say, you know, can I still come? I'm bringing such and such. Now I have a plus three. You know, hopefully those things aren't happening. Um, and yes, Ashley, they happen. <laughs> oh, I figured that plus three was <laughs> from a place. <laughs> I knew it was. <laughs> I knew there was a story behind that one. <laughs> so the week leading up to the wedding, really a plan, a planner should be should be pretty much fine. They should everything should be, you know, done in place. They're just the planner is pretty much just tidying up everything with vendors. Mm-hmm. But ho- hopefully the bride is, you know, relaxing if she has things um and this is for you ashley if she has things that need to go with her on wedding day i.e to the venue i.e to the hotel then those things should be packed up separately in like a wedding tote suitcase or something so it's not being done that three days before that two days before you know with the pressure and anxiety okay thank you Mm -hmm. you're welcome I am last minute, so <laughs> put a reminder in my calendar. Right. Yeah, just make sure you put it in our calendar so then I can remind you. Oh, like, girl, did you pack your bag? And, right. Yeah, so. Um, okay, now we're talking about the money. Now, I'm very frugal, <laughs> and so I need to know all of the information that you have <laughs> actually regarding money. So... Are you really saving money by having a non-Saturday um, wedding? Um, depending on the place, yes. So the p- venues will have non-Saturday prices. They have mm-hmm. off-season pricing. Um, so yes. Okay. okay. You might not save any money anywhere else. But, <laughs> but maybe the venue will make up for, for that part. Okay, but, and then sometimes some vendors may have the off-season pricing or, you know, the off-weekend pricing, but the venue definitely gotcha. Got to find a place to cut, uh, you know, cut down costs. So, yeah, mm-hmm. somewhere. Um, <laughs> how do you keep a couple in their budget? Because everyone we've talked to, and even myself, we're always like. Yeah, we're at the high end of the budget. Yeah, everyone. So here's the thing. So everyone starts off, they start off with, we definitely stand in the budget. We're not going over, et cetera, which is completely fine. Um, For myself in that full planning part of wedding planning, that's an important part because in full planning, I am building your wedding team. So therefore, if we have a budget for specific vendors, specific things, I am not, if you tell me your budget for a photographer is $4,500, I'm not going to find you a photographer for $6,000. So the budget is very important. However, we do have the conversation of, hey, we found this photographer over here. Um, since I'm a preferred vendor, your pricing will be, Four thousand. So now we can move five hundred dollars somewhere. So we do have those that flexibility. However, when we 
talk about trends at some point during this podcast. Um, we'll talk about the prettiness. And normally, that is where the budget gets exceeded. Um, and if clients are okay with exceeding their budget that they originally started with, then we are completely fine with it. As long as we know as planners is that we were doing our due diligence in keeping you on task and in, within the budget that we had discussed. But we never have a problem with someone going over budget. <laughs> okay. Are vendors really discriminating on couples that are getting married? And um, and we ask that because we keep hearing it's cheaper to not mention the wedding at all. Oh, you mean that whole little everything goes up once you say wedding? Yes. yes. I feel like that's a lie, but I just wanted to ask. <laughs> so I can't really, so I can't really answer that per se. But what I can okay. say is I don't think vendors are being um, discriminatory in reference to that. What I think is what we're talking about is that it takes a lot to produce and manage a wedding. Mm -hmm. So it can be offensive if someone implies that they're having a party and then later it's really a wedding. You know, so yeah. therefore there's where the problem, you know, where the problem lies is that you were misleading to that vendor. Not It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, they were being discriminative because event versus wedding, but it takes a little bit more to do gotcha. a wedding than it does to do this. So, for example, everyone, every DJ is not a wedding DJ, mm -hmm. you know? So, so there's a difference. If you go to a wedding DJ um, and you tell him, oh, we're having a party. Turns out it's a wedding. You know, his pricing for weddings is different from a party because he might not be a party DJ. He might suck at being a party DJ. So, of course, he's $300 versus <laughs> what he is really experienced and vetted at. Yeah. So he's five to $700, not to mention everything that goes into a wedding. When you go to a party, you you know, this is just example. So no DJs get offended. When you do a party, you just set up one place and you just go. When a DJ has to set up for a wedding, he has to set up maybe two, three places. He has to do ceremony, he has to do reception, maybe cocktail hour. He has to deal with a planner. He has to deal with a venue person. There's extra equipment. There's all these extra things. Yeah. So there's all this extra fees because there's services and fees. So I don't think they're being discriminatory. I just think it's offensive because of the work that goes into producing and managing a wedding. Makes sense. I never thought of it that way. Never. <laughs> if you say that one more time. <laughs> I know. I know. She is like in awe. <laughs> yes, I am. <sighs> That's near every episode. She's just like soaking up all this. Yes, I am. Because I'm not there yet. So... The fact that I'm talking to people like you, essentially, you all are educating me. So once I do get to that point. You're you know, good. Yeah, I'm good. You right. Know? You, I mean, by the time you finish these podcasts, you are going to be so well educated. you be like, no, that is not how this should be. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, no, no, no. No, that's not what the photographer said. The photographer said that turnaround time is normally six weeks. 
Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> exactly. 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 Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But then also, like, I'm meeting different people so I can be like, hey, how much would it be for you to fly down to Atlanta, you know, to come do this wedding for me? Or, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A preview. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. Of what's to come. And connections. Yes. So we yes. should have started this last year so I could have had a preview. <laughs> exactly. <too>. Exactly. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how should a bride who expects, you know, 200 guests or so for her wedding um, cut costs. <laughs> Y'all should see the face that she has <laughs> right now. <laughs> cut people. And there we have it. <laughs> and that's it. I, I, I can follow up with, um, I can follow up with the reasoning. Yeah, go for so, it. It's really, so really, do you need 200 people? You know, but yes, if yes, you have, if you have 200 people, so I always say, think if you want to cut costs, you cut people because you have to think of every aspect of the wedding, right? So you're paying for 200 people to eat, you're paying for 200 people to drink. You may have, depending on how many people we sit at a table. So, really, if we have the tables where you sit 10 people at a table, you have 20 tables. That's 20 centerpieces. If you do eight to a table, that's about 26 centerpieces. So if you take the people down, you take the food cost down. You take the food cost down, you take the bar cost down, you take the table cost down. So it's a trickle effect to everything. Yes. So it's like, like, if you want to cut costs and you maybe want, but the other part of that is if you invite 200 people, 200 people may not come. You may get 175, 180. You may lose some people. Mm-hmm. Unless you're that person who's like, everybody's coming. Everybody has been waiting for it and it's going to be the party of the, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, we talked to one couple last week yeah. and they were telling us like 300 people came to their wedding and everyone came. Yeah, they said there might have been like four or five people that didn't show up. But, but basically 300 yeah. showed up to the wedding. And I'm just like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Child, my guest list at one point was 296. We have gotten it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got that thing down to, I think we're at like 230, 225, kind of in that range right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I, I basically had to have that same conversation with my family. Asked my grandma to give me so many names. I said, give me 25. I think it was 25. Mm-hmm. She gave me 40 couples. <laughs> and forgot that they forgot that they were couples. So she's like, I gave you 40 names or whatever, however many names. Oh my God, oh my and God. I'm like, yeah, but no, I asked for 50 names and she gave me like 50s. Or like 50, 40, whatever. But it was Mr. and Mrs. Times someone. two. It was times two. Yeah. yeah. So, so she was like, oh, I didn't think about that. So what I also say, when you guys have parents and grandparents that have to invite people. So for I always say, like, when was the last time you saw those people? Like mom's best friend, you know, dad's best friend. But people mm-hmm. that you haven't seen since you were a six or when you lived around the corner, like, you know, 
there's language for parents like you know we really don't have enough space or the budget doesn't allow you know because essentially you have 80 people at your wedding that you haven't even seen in the last year yeah last decade mostly right 12 months is the like visual cutoff as you're building this is for tania because you're already in your mess <laughs> Please though tell Tania because Tania would be the one to try to invite somebody she worked with three years ago Listen. that she saw in passing at so and so's no. dinner. And mm-mm. Tania, 12 months is the cutoff. If you have not seen, spoke with, shared a moment with the, those folks in 12 months, they can see the pictures on social media. Yeah. I was about to say, how about social media? You know, like a happy birthday, you know. No, we cool. <laughs> that's not real. You got my number. Text me. Call me. Lord. It's going to be hard. So let to me, me it, it really don't have to be. The best weddings to me, and this is my opinion for everyone listening to the podcast. This is my professional opinion. I may be my personal opinion. The mm-hmm. best weddings are the intimate ones. And that's that's somewhere around that hundred. 50 or less that's what i wanted at some point you the clients bride and groom they almost get to touch and feel everyone yeah makes sense you know those weddings where it's like 250 300 400 and again going back to that thing where i said wedding days feel like three four hours they don't get to enjoy themselves Mm because they're trying to Say hello to everybody. Thank everybody. Party at the same time. You know, it, right. it, 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 it gets crazy. No, but you make a good point because I was recently in a wedding and, you know, the bride and the groom, like they were, you know, all over the room. But I kind of feel like, you know, they weren't dancing enough. You know, they you don't have enough time for all that unless which, you extend your reception. Which I understand that, that. for a long day. Mm-hmm. Right, understandable, and so and drives up the cost. Yeah, and I love to dance and I love to party, even though I don't, you know, of course, get out that much. Or you old. know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like at my wedding or at my future wedding, you know, I want to enjoy that time with my family and friends, but on the dance floor, you right. know, exactly. And so I guess I understand what you mean by the small, intimate weddings. And even not are more small, fun. like, you know, 50 people, but just intimate. Okay, They're yeah, it's intimate. a concert party. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I have clients, I think my last two weddings, uh, one, they added an hour, and they, I mean, they got to party. Mm-hmm. They were able, you know, and if you have a planner, then you work those things in. There's so much that goes on during during ceremony cocktail hour reception mm-hmm. that there you have no choice but to try to enjoy yourself you know we have to worry about you guys eating like are you eating in the morning when you're getting yeah. makeup done um when the reception starts there's been so much going on bride and groom sit down they don't eat but we you know so then you have to have eating time and then we have to have speech time and then we have to have cake cutting time so that party part that you know is expected and that you guys really want is so important now if we have the clients to say oh no we're just gonna make sure we say hi to everybody we don't really need party time then so be it but that's literally probably what one and a half percent 
Right. Yeah. Because everybody just wants the reception. Exactly. I mean, they like the ceremony and what it stands for, but everybody just trying to party. Yeah. Basically. That's what this whole day is for. That's why whenever people say, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to throw a party or I'm just going to do like, do an intimate ceremony and then do a reception. I'm thinking you still paying the same amount of money because you're still paying for these people to eat. You still paying for these people to sit and drink mm-hmm. and dance. Like the reception is where all this money is going towards. Yeah. <laughs> so what you doing? You ain't cutting costs. <laughs> but I'm not a planner. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Are they cutting costs? <laughs> With the ceremony and then a party? Yeah, like a cute little ceremony or if they go somewhere and then throw a party or a reception later. Like a courthouse wedding and then, you know, like months later, then they do a reception. Oh, then that's almost, I mean, they're only saving money on the ceremony side, you know? Yeah. Because the, yeah, like she said, the bulk of the money is the reception. Yeah, makes sense. It's sad to say that the society doesn't, the ceremony isn't, as grand as the- <laughs> right mm-hmm. <laughs> the ceremony be 15 20 minutes i just recently had a wedding where it was eight minutes shortest Ooh. one ever wow oh i can't minutes. wait for it <laughs> did they do their vows did they recite their own vows or i don't know i went to sit down drink a bottle of water <laughs> and <laughs> was like, I know, they were coming back so <laughs> interesting <laughs> I went to a wedding like that, though. I went to a wedding that was, I felt like, 10 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same here. I want i want to say that that's, in 11 years, that might have been the shortest one yet. Whew. Wow. And, and the only reason I know it was eight minutes because the DJ told me. He was like, I timed it. It was eight minutes. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to hurry up and get to the reception. Yeah. Let's party. Let's drink. So should couples tip or offer gifts to their vendors? They should. Oh, okay. We, we like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wink, wink to everyone out there. <laughs> so so it, it has been said, um, and this could be like a rumor, he said, but it's been said that sometimes clients don't um, do gratuity because we have our own business. So they think that, um, you know, all the money just comes to us anyway. Um, you know, but that was a long time ago. So I'm not sure if that's still how you know, they feel, but I know like the wedding, like you can go online and put in, you know, wedding vendor gratuity suggestions. Mm-hmm. So if it's there, then apparently we should get some gratuity. Right. If services were good, you know, um, if you think that your vendors uh, went above and beyond and did a great job, I okay. think um, that they should, but we don't, we don't always, you know, get gratuity. But, um, you know, but we should. Okay. Yes. Cool stuff. <laughs> we got two more. Okay. So to talk about the trends a little bit, what trends have you seen, say, within this year, maybe end of 2018, all of this year? And what trends are you expecting to see or kind of hope to see? kind of within, you know, the next few months as 2020 is around the corner. And the third one in that is what trends are you ready to see put to pass? Hmm. <laughs> like, well, rose I'll, gold I'll, is that for me? 
I'll start at the third one. Okay. So I think most of the trends that I was ready to see go has pretty much left like the mason jars, um, the kind of backyardy kind of wedding. I think when barns and farms came about, uh, I think it all kind of went everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, so there was like mason, it was like burlap. It just kind of just took its own way and it just went everywhere. And there's baby breaths and there's just a lot. <laughs> so I think that that is kind of um, moving along mm-hmm. um, as we are going into our new trends. What I am excited about since probably last year, I think, is weddings are so much more grand now. Like they are taking on their own thing. It, I think it's almost like every wedding is getting grander. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's like, so so like the floral, um, the floral things are taking their own, like there's floral circles that are the altars. There's yeah. florals hanging from ceilings. There's rhinestones and crystals. There's floor runners that's like coming off of the sweetheart table that is foots long. Like it's so much grandness going on. Um, And I think, and I'm really excited about that. However, with that being said, there can be too much grandness. Yeah. So, (laughs) So we have to find an even plane. But I am, you know, just really, we're taking on like building rooms. Mm-hmm. So like rooms are being fully draped. Mm-hmm. Floors are being installed, you know, so it's like an all white floor, like all of this grandness. So people are taking time to actually plan out and design and just keep coming up with new ideas and keep creating trends, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a good thing because it shows that we are just creating and we keep coming up with new ideas. Like it's not so much a copy, you know, mm-hmm. but let me copy this and let me copy that. It's more so let me create this and let me create this. So that's what I'm really excited about. Like I am loving, we used to have rooms where there was no lighting except for the ballroom lighting, whatever lighting that came with the space. Yeah. yeah. But now we have up lights. Mm-hmm. And lighting that creates an ambiance, you know, that gives the room a perfect picture. Yeah. Um, and, it, it, and it changes the room, so to speak. You know, that's, it's not a, a little thing as far as money is concerned, but it's a little thing, you know. Yeah. It's not yeah. a $50,000 expense, but it's an expense that changes drastically. Okay. But then I like simple and elegant as well. Don't get get me wrong, but I am loving this 2018-19 and as we go into 2020, this grandness of weddings. I feel like I'm seeing that a lot more, especially with black couples and black Mm -hmm. brides. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I'm sure the other side does it as well. You know, I mean, we all know how Indian weddings get down. Yeah. Um, But yeah. I, I can def I don't think that one's gonna go away anytime soon. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think I think it's here to stay for a little while longer. The grandness okay. of it all. Yeah. 
Okay. Which I love. So to close out, what is a tip you give any couples that just got engaged and haven't started their wedding planning? So my tip is going to be one, take a breather, take a breath before you jump. Um, It's going to be to communicate with each other, find out what you both want as you take this journey of wedding planning. Um, And then make sure you are willing to compromise on some things. The other one is definitely going to be a budget. Do your research on a budget. Um, It's very important, even if it's a budget with a cushion, you know, Mm -hmm. know? so even if you say, I only want to spend 35,000, then I would say, and what's your cushion? You know, is there a $3,000 cushion? Is there a $5,000 cushion? Like what is the cushion for your must have, your incidentals, your, you know, what ifs, um, things like that. What if you don't want a, what if the groom does not want a tuxedo rental? What if he wants a custom suit? Uh You know, the only thing that's going to be in the line item of a budget is a groom getting a $99 tuxedo rental. Now a custom suit is going to be 15 to 2,500. You know, that can be in the cushion because that's something that's important to him. So, you know, a budget with a cushion and then um, a planner, hire a wedding planner. It is beneficial to the T. And I'm not saying it because I'm a wedding planner because you might not hire me. Whomever you hire, you need a wedding planner. Uh, We are so vital. We are so beneficial. Uh, We save you so much headache legwork and stress and do your research on any and all vendors. Um, I always say read reviews, um, you know, via the knot, wedding wire, whatever, Facebook recommendation reviews, etc. And I think that something that you are reading in reference to that vendor should connect to you, should be important to you. So if you are a person who's on time and someone mentioned in that review, oh, Sarah was on time for every meeting that we had scheduled, et cetera, et cetera, then that person should be one of your contenders because that is important to you. Mm-hmm. Makes so, yeah. sense. All right. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Tiffany. <laughs> thank yes. you, guys. This was super fun. It was. Yes. We're... On, on a hashtag wedding Wednesday. We like this. Right? Yes. <laughs> we are definitely going to bring you back. Definitely. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I have a list of things I want to talk about, and the majority of them require the planner's expertise and knowledge. So Mm -hmm. that works fine. You guys know where to find me. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. All right. So I'm going to get into the unsolicited advice portion of the show, where for new listeners, I just. give you some unsolicited advice. I mean, that's what it is. When you're engaged, people just tell you stuff all the time, whether you ask for it or not. So (laughs) what I'm going to say on this Good Wednesday is when it comes to the ring, the dress, the venue, all of the things, look at even the thing that you thought you might not have liked because it might be the thing that you ended up wanting or needing or loving Um, sometimes we get so caught up in what we see on Instagram or how something appears, um, in our mind 
and the reality of it might not really match what it is that we actually want. So that dress might have been beautiful on her, might not be that dress for you or, Mm -hmm. you know, that ring style might have been beautiful online. But that's because they had a great photographer (laughs) take that photo, (laughs) but put it on your hand. It could be a whole different experience. So just um, see something for yourself. Try it out. Um, Go on that tour wear that dress, you know, like tour or not tour, but try the dress on, try the ring on, taste the food, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, see for yourself if it's really what it's supposed to be. And if it is, it will be. If not, now you know. But make sure you do all these things before you spend any money (laughs) or else you stuck. I know somebody that uh, bought her wedding dress prematurely. And then didn't like it. In some of these places, I mean, you see a dress and they have this dress in a different size, but you're not in that size, so you can't try that dress on, but they have it in a different color. But they can order it for you mm-hmm. for this amount because it's then your dress. And then you get it and realize you don't like it at all. So now you still, you know, like... You need to see everything honestly and truly for yourself before spending any money. And that is my advice for this week. So, Tania. Thank you so much for that advice. Take it on. All right. So, (laughs) we are going to get into the Black Wedding Vendor shout out. Um, So, we will have you start, Tiffany. I'm starting. Yay! So I am shouting out an amazing wedding vendor that I have loved from afar forever. Um, And his name is Daryl Moore. Okay. And his company is D Concierge. And he is out of Texas. I want to say Texas. Yes, Houston, Texas. Um, So he is a planner and an event designer. Um, that I have admired for, I want to say, about five or six years. Um, and okay. I had the pleasure of meeting him at a, con- a planner's conference, and I almost just died. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, so that is my uh, Black wedding vendor shout out. Okay. Very good. We'll definitely follow him. Yes. And Ashley, it's on you. Uh, oh, okay. It's my turn. <laughs> um, so I am actually going to shout out a local. I try to every now and then find somebody outside of Georgia because I don't want all the vendors that we shout out to be from here. But um, that's not going to happen on this episode. So <laughs> I'm shouting out Tammy Noel, who is the owner of Table Made. Table Made is a rental company. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a lot of like black rental companies. Um, so in terms of like your chargers and mm-hmm. silverware, dinnerware, mm-hmm. um, tables, even I think she does tables, but um, she has a wonderful portfolio. You could go on her website. She's done stuff out or, you know, like lended her um rentals outside of uh georgia so don't feel like you're limited 
Um, yeah, charger, plates, dinnerware, glassware, flatware. Um, and so again, that's Tammy Noel with Table Made. Her Instagram is tablemade.co. Um, and that is also her website as well. So shout out to Tammy. All right. For beautiful curated rentals. Okay. And this week I have a photographer. She is based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, her name is actually Ashley Nicole. Oh, I've seen her wow. work. Yes. I, I have too. Really? <laughs> yes. And so I wanted to shout her out. Um, of course, you can follow her on Instagram at A Nicole Photos ATL. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, she has her website. So you can find her there. Um, I was looking through her photos, I think, like last week. And they're very pretty. And mm-hmm. I know that she's been mentioned um, in different um, other sites. And mm-hmm. so... Um, yeah, she's definitely building a name for herself around the Atlanta area. I don't know if she's international, but um, oh, no, she says that she travels. And so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely look her up if you're in need of a photographer. I'm noticing I think a lot of photographers are being are more open to travel. Yeah. Now, no one is really just limited to one area anymore mm-hmm. because look, you pay for it. I'll come to you. You Basically. know, it, it don't take much to fly out somewhere, mm-hmm. especially for work. You can write that thing off. Yeah. But, uh. Oh, speaking about that, I don't think we asked this. Tiffany, do you travel? I do travel. I okay. travel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Bird of Paradise events travels. Yes. Okay. Well, Tiffany, please let the good people listening know where they can find you on social, email, all the good things. Mm-hmm. Oh, goody. So it is Tiffany Event Planner with Bird of Paradise Events. And you can find us everywhere at Bird of Paradise Events on Facebook, Instagram, and on Pinterest. And you can also check out our profile on the Not. Because we are recipients of the Best of Not Award for three years running. Okay. And the last one for 2019 um, was a Hall of Fame Award. So Very so, nice. All wow. that good stuff. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. I feel like not enough black vendors are on the knot or wedding wire. So I am definitely here for that. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Yes. Yes. And I love the name, by the way. Me Um, too. You see it in the background, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yes. My parents. Oh, yeah. They have it right outside their house. Exactly. Yeah. They're obsessed with Birds of Paradise. You know, that's my favorite flower. Yes. So we have them out front. Right. (laughs) For Valentine's Day, Ed sent me this beautiful, it was a huge arrangement at work, but it had Birds of Paradise. And people were walking by and they're like, oh my gosh, that's gorgeous. And I'm like, (laughs) it's really because of the Birds of Paradise. Actually, I think he's giving me two arrangements with that. But anyway. So love the name, love the flower. So. Well, thank you so much, Tiffany. It was very nice meeting you and talking with you. Thank you guys so much. Oh, this was amazing. Please, if you ever need anything or you want to have me back, it would be my pleasure. 
Oh, we are definitely going to take you up on that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much again for um, just spending the last hour and a half-ish with us. Yes. So. Thank you. We hope you have a great night. Thank you so much. Yes. All right. All right have bye-bye. a good one. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, All right. Bye-bye. 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 So, Tania. Huh? Where can they find us? They can find us at Wed on IG. Uh-huh. They can find us on Gmail. I mean, well, of course. Yeah. At Wed at gmail.com. Right, right, right. And we also have a website. We sure do. It's com. No way there. Yes. And so from there, you can find us everywhere and you can listen to old episodes just from the website um we have just recorded our seventh episode so i'm just saying i know we getting there we are i'm proud of us i feel like we're getting better it says so every week and i know you say he always says that (laughs) (laughs) but i believe him yes but, you know, um, my dad, who's also the editor mm-hmm. of this podcast, he says that we are doing much better. And, you know, we're working on that time. But, you know, other than that. I think this episode wasn't as bad as it could have been. Very true. Very true. Because um, we definitely have many more questions to ask. Oh, yeah. But that's why we're starting to have more themed episodes where we could talk about a particular theme with a particular vendor or a couple and and then talk to another vendor or another couple or bring back that same vendor or couple mm-hmm. to discuss something else so we don't have to give it to you all at once. So. Exactly. But, alright. Bye! I also... Oh. Before you say bye... <laughs> I also want to shout out our t-shirt company. Yeah. And Love Co. Tees, mm-hmm. which you can find us on Instagram. Um, but then also you can find us on our website, andloveco.com. And that's A-N-D-L-O-V-E-C-O.com. So, yes. That's it. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.